Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that I am looking for 50 people with Hashimoto's. If you have been diagnosed in the last 10 years and you feel lost or confused about exactly what to do, then I want to invite you to join me for a free training call on Thursday, May 16th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, where I will show you how to support your thyroid for your thyroid type and your specific Hashimoto's triggers. You will also find out how to lower your thyroid antibodies and how to get to the bottom of all of your thyroid symptoms, the weight gain, the fatigue, the brain fog, the inflammation, the hair loss. Please go to inatoppler.com slash Zoom call to register, and I will send you all of the call details. I only have room for 50 people, so please be sure that you register at inatoppler.com slash Zoom call and get your spot right now. Meet Evelyn. In addition to fatigue and digestive issues, she is suffering with multiple dental infections, tooth sensitivity, and an unpleasant taste in her mouth, which she feels is giving her bad breath. She's really diligent about going to the dentist for cleanings, but it seems like every time she goes, they find a new cavity or a new area that needs to be monitored for decay and enamel loss. Her teeth are so sensitive to different foods and temperatures, and no matter how often she brushes, she feels like her breath is not the freshest, and she's shy about getting too close to people, which of course is understandable. Evelyn has tried all the popular oral care products on the market that were recommended by her dentist, but with no results. She then read about the chemicals in many conventional toothpaste, and so she decided to give some natural products a try. But unfortunately, she didn't see much improvement with the ones that she tried. Her tooth sensitivity got even worse, if you can believe it. And she didn't think it did all that much for her breath either. So she was even more frustrated. After meeting Evelyn, gathering her health history, and looking over everything that she's tried and used so far, I knew that there were other pieces to this puzzle and was confident that we can solve her health mystery with some tweaks in a few areas of her oral health and her nutrition. Every year, thousands of people are told there's no explanation for their health concerns and no way to fix them. They feel frustrated, undermined, and lost. I know because that was me before I figured out the actual causes and reclaimed my health. Now I help others do the same. I'm Ina Toppler, and this is Health Mystery Solved. We just heard about all of Evelyn's issues. Joining me on the show today to chat much more about this is Yoon Chang. After being a consumer product executive, Yoon became a mother and her sense of urgency on wellness and sustainability really shifted. What she knew intellectually became what she believed in her heart and previous nice-to-haves became must-haves for her daughter and future generations. Yoon is the founder and CEO of Ojuke, and she decided to launch this brand that would bring her knowledge of Eastern wellness philosophy to the U.S., a philosophy that teaches wellness as cumulative habits and daily rituals with a long-term horizon rather than just quick-fix solutions. Ojuk was born with Yoon's vision to transform mindless routines into mindful rituals that create harmony between the mind, body, and the environment. 
Yoon. I am so excited to have you on. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for welcoming me. Of course. I know it's been a long time coming. We had talked about doing this podcast over a year ago, and we've both been so busy and so excited to finally connect. Yeah, likewise. So when dealing with health mysteries and things like thyroid issues, autoimmunity, and other chronic ailments, we really want to look at it from a multi-angle approach. We want to address things, you know, from every perspective. So we typically look at the foods that we eat, our environment, we consider various supplements, and, you know, we work on cleansing our organs. Now, all of this is very important. However, the health of our mouth is another crucial area, and it plays such a big role. Why is the health of our mouth so important for the rest of our health? It is really funny because I'm from Korea, and in Korea, we always say when we talk about longevity and health, mouth and your spine health are the most important things. And it makes total sense because mouth is kind of the organ that controls everything that you intake to your body. So healthy nutritional intake, can you digest it well by crushing the food into your body is really the number one source of health and energy. In spine, obviously, if you can walk around, then, you know, so it's all about how, how you intake and how you use it. Um, so mouth has always been uh, considered really important for health from my cultural background. Uh, and I think it makes scientific sense. And actually, it's funny, I speak to a lot of my dental advisors, and they always say, you know, as a dentist, we always look for signs of other symptoms from mouth as the first sign of, you know, deteriorated health, dry mouth, mouth sores, or, you know, other like rashes in your um, membranes and teeth can actually indicate other diseases. And they always recommend their patients, oh, we see these and that things, you might want to check with other doctors. So that's why I kind of focus on mouth. It's the number one organ um, that shows all the potentially other symptoms and also really important organ to take care of our nutritional intake. And also not to uh, forget God and mouth have the most m microbiomes uh, in our body. So it's the organ that we can't overlook. That's such a good point because I think most people at this point are very familiar with gut microbiome, right? Most people take probiotics or have heard about them and maybe even have done stool tests to look at the microbiota. But the mouth is the opening to the gastrointestinal system, right? So there is that microbiome there. And interesting that, you know, we do all of these things to help to balance our gut microbiome, but then we could be using things that are killing off the microbiome in the mouth, which then goes into the gut, right? Yeah, exactly. Obviously the mouth is so important. We want to make sure that we're taking care of it properly. What are some of the big issues that you see with a lot of the conventional products that are out there? I think it's lacking health as a holistic thing. And it's really focusing on just like very topical one uh, purpose, which is cleaning. Cleaning is all good. But I think, you know, when we clean something, we definitely don't want to damage it. So let's say if we uh, kind of um, consider our mouth as our kitchen. And when we are cleaning the table, there's a lot of dirty stuff on it. And if you just use really harsh soap to just clean the everything on the table, you might be able to damage the table. And that's not what we want. So I think the problem with conventional toothpaste is just really focusing on the cleaning and just preventing what could be caused by bad microbiomes and bad bacteria or food particles. But it doesn't really think of what could happen from over cleaning and over irritating 
the very delicate balance of the mouth environment. So that I think is the most problem, if I have to say as a problem of the conventional toothpaste. Right. Yeah. And, and probably mouthwashes and things like that too, right? Because so many of them contain alcohol and then literally you're just killing your whole microbiome off right there. Exactly. It's totally overkill. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but I know I've gone to the dentist in the past and they've told me, you know, I think you're brushing too hard because you have erosions. And I think it's that whole mentality that we have, right? Okay. Our mouth has stuff in it. There's bacteria. We got to clean, clean, clean. We got to like rub and brush and do all of that. And it's a really good point that you're making that it's like, yes, we want it to be clean, but really also balanced and and it can't be harsh. Exactly. And almost like think of oral care as a skincare. You don't want to like strip off all the good things and, destroy the really delicate balance that we have as a protective mechanism of the holistic body health. And, you know, I think that's kind of the shift of uh, thoughts that we are trying to bring in oral care. That is a really, really good point because I don't think I've even thought of it in that way because I do brush too hard sometimes. But yeah, it's, you know, skincare or even maybe hair care. I think for a lot of people, they're not washing their hair every day, especially women, just because we know we need to preserve some of those oils, right? We wouldn't be using like really harsh scrubs on our face or these detergents in our hair that's going to strip everything. Really, really good point. Now, what about other ingredients? Um, Things like fluoride, for example. Fluoride is something that's often recommended conventionally by dentists and doctors. However, many people who have been on their healing journeys and taking more functional approaches are actually seeing that there may be some issues with fluoride. And so a lot of people are avoiding them and we see a lot of toothpaste out there that are fluoride free. So can you talk a little bit about fluoride and what are some of the benefits, but then also some of the potential negatives? I think one thing that really struck me, uh, when I talk about natural toothpaste is that a lot of people actually demonize fluoride. And we have seven dentist advisors in our company and all of them into really prestigious dental schools. And they do not wish us to be on one of those natural toothpaste or natural oral care company that says, oh, fluoride is so toxic. Fluoride is so bad. So I want to just put it out there. We don't think fluoride is bad for most of us, but there are many reasons why people want to avoid fluoride. And we want to also respect that, especially I think if you have a thyroid or autoimmune diseases or uh, have fluorosis from the young uh, childhood, then, you know, there is like a reason to maybe avoid fluoride. To go into like, why is fluoride bad and why do you want to avoid it? I think it's kind of a personal choice. But one thing I definitely want to emphasize is when you decide to avoid fluoride for either, um, you know, functional reasons or medical reasons. I think we must think of like, then what did fluoride do in the conventional toothpaste and why was it so recommended by American Dental Association? And then if that ingredient is out, what else should be into the formula to protect our teeth? So let me give you a little bit of science behind how fluoride works on our teeth and how we put nanohydroxapatite in our formula to replace that as a better alternative. So when we apply fluoride on our teeth NML, it combines with our saliva and uh, creates a layer called fluoride appetite. It's almost as strong as NML, but it is a different uh, substance that creates a protective layer on our NML. That's how we are protected from acids. We are protected by bad bacteria and acid produced by those bad bacteria. And that's why we say, oh, fluoride protects our teeth. 
But when we do nanohydroxyapatite, our teeth are actually made of 90% plus uh, hydroxyapatite. So we are adding the same mineral to our body, to our teeth enamel, and make an additional layer of same material. So your teeth get stronger, wider, and get prevented from all the same things that I mentioned. The fluoride helps us to be protected from outside external uh, damaging forces. So I think fluorides, um, for specific reasons, should be avoided. And I think a lot of people are making choices for themselves. And one thing I definitely want to summarize is make sure there's other ingredients, such as nanohydrosapatite, to be in your oral care uh, rituals so your teeth are properly protected. Yeah, this is a really good point. Um, and for everyone listening, you know, fluoride I know is a very controversial topic depending on who you talk to. Just as Yuna's saying, you know, some people will have, you know, certain um, conditions where they would want to avoid it. You know, I think my opinion on fluoride is that I certainly can see the benefit of it topically for the exact reasons that you recommended because it forms that protective layer. I think the issue, and again, this is my opinion, obviously, you know, other people may think otherwise, but I think the issue with fluoride internally, systemically, right, is where there's more of a problem because then it gets into our bones, it gets into our tissues, and then we can have too much fluoride and that can create a lot of problems. When you put fluoride on teeth, as long as it's rinsed out, you know, that can be, it's beneficial for the teeth. It's just that what happens is that we can't rinse it all out because if it doesn't stay on your teeth, doesn't really give you the benefit, right? So if we put it on and rinse it out immediately, there's no benefit. But if we keep it on our teeth, obviously it's a smaller amount than taking it internally, but we're still going to be absorbing some of that, right? So for people that are more sensitive and if we don't want the extra fluoride systemically in our body, that is going to be an issue. And I think the problem is, and you pointed to this, is that so many people who are taking a more functional approach get fluoride-free toothpaste. I was doing that myself for a long time. And there's tons of brands, you know, there's Tom's of Maine. And I mean, there's many, many, many different brands that are fluoride-free. The problem though, is that people think, as you said, that they're doing something that's healthy and yes, they're getting more natural ingredients. So that's great. But what are we doing to protect the teeth and remineralize them? Because when someone takes fluoride out of the toothpaste, we're then just, you know, we're having more natural ingredients, but they're essentially you know, detergents and other things, you know, they might be more mild detergents, but they're just cleaning. There's no protection, right? And I think also added to your point, your gums and mouth tissues are very similar to uh, our like armpits and sex sex organs, which are membranes. It's a lot more observant than your regular skin. So even the smaller amounts uh, put in around your mouth, it basically comes like an expressway to your bloodstream. Uh, So Anything bad in, you know, like oral care, it's so astonishing. People avoid all kinds of things for their skincare that they put on their face, but they don't think about too much what they put into the mouth, which has a lot more observant tissues. And not only fluoride in the conventional toothpaste, there's SLS, sulfates, uh, preservatives, endocrine disruptors, sweeteners and dyes, the synthetic flavors. It's just all together. It's almost... um, you know, like we need to really look 
carefully, even for natural toothpaste, what's in there. Because flavor, um, all those things can like irritate your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of these flavors are artificial. And yes, most toothpaste have interesting colors, especially if you're looking at toothpaste for kids, right? So, you know, to make it blue or pink, like it's not like that naturally. Yep, I wonder about that all the time. We are making something future. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the hydroxyapatite that you guys put in the toothpaste that you use, because I've been using that myself for almost a year now and I love it. I've just seen such a difference. And I wanted to share that I had a little, it wasn't even really a cavity, but it was a spot that they found when I went for my checkup appointment. And they said that it was a very small spot and it was just like behind the enamel and they felt like it's probably not, it doesn't make sense to drill. So they said, let's just watch it when you come back in six months, we could see if it gets bigger, then, you know, we'll, you know, fill it or, you know, we'll just sort of watch and see. It ended up just because of COVID and everything else. I didn't get to the dentist for about a year. Um, I wasn't able to go in six months. So I went in a year and after a year, and this was exactly the same time as I was using your toothpaste, they told me that the spot is gone. Like it's completely gone. It remineralized. And I was so happy because I am someone who I'm prone to cavities. Um, I haven't gone as many recently, but when I was younger, I had so many. That's actually how I ended up with all of my amalgam fillings, which unfortunately was such a big trigger for my Hashimoto's. I had 16 amalgam fillings from all of the cavities I had as a child. Oh, yeah. You know, just a little personal experience there. So, but tell me a little bit more about how that works instead of fluoride. And, you know, if that's the only thing, or also I'm curious if there's any other ingredients that could be used instead of fluoride, just for people to look in their toothpaste and see what what's in them. Yeah. So um, in dental care, I think obviously fluoride and fluoride substances are uh, used to protect our teeth. The fluoride appetite I mentioned in earlier uh, comment it combines with your saliva and creates that layer. But in terms of nanohydroxyapatite, I think the key word here is remineralization, which means NML is a mineral. It's made of hydroxyapatite and calcium phosphate. And when you apply nano-sized hydroxyapatite, it fills up all the small pores from your NML, even though it looks smooth from outside. When you look at it with microscope, there's a lot of small resins and holes and nanohydroxyapatite completely fills it and makes a new layer of teeth. So that's the key difference between fluoride and nanohydroxyapatite, that nanohydroxyapatite just builds more teeth layer and makes it strong. That's why we are saying it is good for sensitive teeth. And in your case, it can fill up small cavities and makes it gone. And a lot of uh, companies nowadays... I would say a lot, but more and more oral care companies are putting nanohydroxyapatite as a key ingredient in their product. But I also want to make sh- uh, make sure that people understand it has to be over a certain uh, threshold. It has to be enough amount to be effective. So in our case, in our ingredient list, our hydroxyapat- nano-sized hydroxyapatite is listed really upfront, means there's a lot of it. Um, and, you know, also another distinction is there's hydroxyapatite. It is much bigger molecule size than nano size nanohydroxyapatite. And in that case, it's actually used as abrasive. So when you look at the oral care market and when you see, oh, hydroxyapatite toothpaste, it is actually different than NHA nano size hydroxyapatite. 
So I wanted to highlight that when you are choosing oral care products for your um, fluoride alternative. And another thing I want to emphasize is NHA, nanohydroxyapatite, is a lot more multifunctional than fluoride. So it cures the sensitive teeth, it brightens it. And also um, nanohydroxyapatite is same mineral as your teeth, so it does not require saliva to make the chemical reaction to create the protective layer. Uh, so it's a lot more natural. It has a lot more um, benefits than just using fluoride, even cosmetic benefits like brightening teeth, brightened teeth. So I really highly recommend it. And obviously for the children under age of seven who are a lot more sensitive and have a lot lower tolerance level for, for fluoride than adults, I highly, highly recommend considering this type of toothpaste. That's so good to know. And it's it's a very important distinction, I think, and I didn't realize that. So thank you for pointing it out that there's a difference between the regular hydroxyapatite and the nano. So the nanoparticles means that it's broken down into these tiny, tiny, tiny little particles. And so if I understood you correctly, what you're saying is that when it's broken down these little particles, it can get into the crevices better, but it also then is less abrasive versus if it's the bigger molecules are they just sharper? Is that what it is that they become more abrasive? I think it just doesn't fit to those small holes. Mm, uh, okay. And, and then it, it's used as abrasive. So I think that's like a big distinction. I think some uh, companies want to, you know, make the toothpaste formula cheaper. Nano-sized hydroxyapatite is expensive as gold. Uh, and, and that's why we, you know, have to have a certain price point for our product. Good things don't come, you know, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> right. But obviously there's there's a lot of benefit to that. So that that makes sense. And it's also good to know that you don't need saliva the way you do fluoride. And it just sounds like it's so much more multifunctional than even fluoride. And, you know, you mentioned children and children being more sensitive to fluoride. And, and again, I know it's a little bit controversial, um, but I think a lot of folks in the more functional kind of integrative space do understand the potential negative of fluoride internally, but that's something that is often recommended by dentists, even pediatricians, right? You know, for kids as young as, you know, one and a half, two years old, you know, you give them vitamins with fluoride and that systemic fluoride can certainly have an effect. So a lot of parents aren't doing that if they are seeing, you know, naturopaths or functional practitioners, but then, you know, if we're not doing that, which, you know, again, there's benefits to that, but then what are we doing if we're not using fluoride for kids, right? Because their teeth are really the most vulnerable because, you know, they don't always brush so well or let us brush so well, right? They tend to eat often and they snack a lot. So these are like all ingredients for potentially creating cavities. And those early cavities can really make, um, kind of make or break it when it comes to your oral health with children. Yeah. Yeah. And also I want to mention like dry mouth. I think a lot of thyroid patients and people who are pregnant, people who are getting older or cancer patients who are on medication and chemotherapy, they tend to have really dry mouth and dry mouth is one of the biggest reasons for cavity because then, you know, your saliva can't protect or neutralize the acid in your mouth. So in those cases, even if you're using fluoride-based toothpaste, the fluoride as an active ingredient can't do anything because it requires saliva and ingredients in saliva to create the protective layer. If you're suffering with those conditions, definitely consider nanohydroxyapatite-based toothpaste. That's really, really great to know. I wouldn't have thought about that from like a dryness perspective, but no, that makes sense. Now, one of the other ingredients that I know you use and a lot of natural toothpaste use 
is sea salt. And that's something that also sometimes people look at as, you know, sea salt obviously very natural, but some people, you know, have different opinions about it. I'd love to hear more about the benefits of sea salt and um, how that can help oral health. Yeah, uh, there are many salt-based toothpaste. I can say many, but I guess obviously in the natural toothpaste market, I know Lella, some Asian toothpaste incorporates salt. Salts uh, in those cases are used as um, kind of like helping with the dry mouth, I guess. And, you know, it's uh, mildly anti-inflammatory, um, kind of antibacterial. When you have a sore throat, you use like salt solutions to gargle your mouth and throat. So I would say think of the salt in that context. But in our case, we use um, Korean salt from the West Sea and it's baked nine times uh, and in the bamboo uh, tree. So it's kind of use all the micronutrients from the bamboo and by baking it nine times, it completely transforms the chemical property from neutral seven pH seven to pH nine plus. So it is, you know, it um, neutralizes acid in your mouth, which is another layer of protection for our teeth because enamel erodes with the acid and that's the number one reason for cavity. So we're kind of treating our mouth microbiome. We feed them those micronutrients from this nine times baked bamboo salt. We call it jugyum in Korea. And also it works much better as anti-inflammatory, anti-acid, antibacterial, uh, while we are still preserving that best, best environment for microbiomes in our body. So I would say that's another distinction of ojuk toothpaste to other salt-based natural toothpaste, that we try to use nanohydroxapatite as the physical barrier while we are using nine times baked bamboo salt, jugyum, as almost a chemical barrier to neutralize the acids and kind of calming down the uh, inflammation while feeding those microbiomes. It's really all holistic, all in all, uh, best for the mouth. Now, some dentists will sometimes say that salt can be abrasive. What would you say to that? I would say rather than salt out, I would say look out for charcoal toothpaste. Just throw it out or use it to wash your shoes instead of your mouth. <laughs> that is really abrasive, not controlled not regulated particle. When you look at that in the microscope, you see needle-like uh, molecules is so abrasive. You actually have ended up with more yellow teeth because you're destroying your dentin layer <laughs> and you are going to suffer with the sensitive teeth. So I, I think charcoal toothpaste is the evil salt. It's, you know, basically water soluble. So once it's meeting, um, you know, water and your saliva, it dissolves into your mouth. So as long as you don't see like big grains of salt in your toothpaste, I would say it's much safer than charcoal. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And it's possible that some toothpaste may use, um, you know, possibly bigger grains somehow. And that's yeah, what could be abrasive. Grains. Yeah. Cause I haven't found that to be the case at all. My teeth have actually been so much let, like not sensitive at all. I have, because as I mentioned, I brush too hard. I'm working on it, but sometimes it's hard to break old habits. You know, they really stick. And so like right around like the four, like canine teeth, that's where, you know, I get the little, like there's almost like little divots up there. And um, one of my dentists filled it at one time, but you know, those fillings don't stay because they're just like right on the surface, they fall off. So they've fallen off years ago. And that Oh, like, I mean, normally I can't even touch up there because it would hurt so much, but I haven't had any sensitivity and I haven't had it filled 
um, at all. So um, I'm really feeling a difference there, which is nice. A lot of customers say their sensitive teeth are gone. And I think it's really uh, the level of active ingredients we have in our product. And my background is actually from manufacturing and product development. I wasn't from marketing world. So when I created the product, I wanted to make sure it works and it's benefiting myself instead of, oh, I'll put a drop of this and drop of that and like say, oh, it's just working our magic. I am just not that kind of person. <laughs> right, right. Things well, are represented in the product. <laughs> yeah, well, it, they, you know, they say, right, the best products, the best things, you know, come from when you have your own personal need for it and you make it for yourself, which is essentially what you did, you know, which I, I love. And I know you mentioned that you have a children's toothpaste that will be coming out soon, right? Yeah, we actually have formula and everything. Uh, hopefully we can uh, create you know, the product and put it out in the market later this year. But currently we are updating our packaging for adult toothpaste and relaunching uh, over the summer. So that's really exciting. So when we talk about pH, because as you mentioned, that's really important because an acidic pH, I mean, we don't want an acidic pH anywhere in the body, really, except for the stomach. That's the only place really, well, in the vaginal tract, it needs to be a little bit more acidic. But other than that, you know, we really don't want to be too acidic. But are you saying that our mouth should actually be slightly more alkaline, not even just balanced? Um, mouth should be actually more neutral, so pH 7. Okay. Uh, but because we eat so frequently and, you know, coffee, carbonated water, lemon water, all these things that, you know, or vinegar water, I think a lot of uh, functional medicine and, you know, health gurus say, oh, drink all these um, things. And a lot of those, like just food in general, when it broke down, breaks down, it's acid. And uh, when we eat sugary things, the mouth microbiome, mouth bacteria, the bad ones grow really fast, feed on the sugar and creates a lot of acids as a byproduct. So using slightly alkaline toothpaste formula can be really helpful to accelerate the neutralization. So that's why we formulated our toothpaste slightly alkaline. But our mouth should be more neutral uh, pH. Got it, got it. But that makes sense, right? If our mouth is constantly acidic, we have to go a little above, right, to get it back down to neutral. That makes sense. And the lifestyle is really important. How to kind of prevent, if you tend to have a lot of cavities, obviously there could be a genetic reasons, but you need to kind of look at your lifestyle. Like, do I snack really frequently? Like, do I eat something small every hour? Do I eat a lot of acidic food without having any breaks for our body to come back to the balance. And if you do, make sure you drink water, rinse your mouth after you snack, maybe, you know, uh, reduce that frequency. Our dental advisors, you know, like recommend drinking coffee, like, you know, just like this 30-minute period in the morning instead of like sipping, you know, every like five seconds for like next three hours. So it's really how you also like, consume your food and like your eating habits can affect a lot to your cavity and microbiome in your body. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really good point because how many people sip on a coffee all morning? A lot, right? And we don't think about that. You know, I also find the same thing with lemon water. So lemon is something that 
is often recommended for digestion and absorption and, you know, even just energy. And so, so many people drink lemon water in the morning. And I think it's very similar where you want to drink the lemon water quickly and maybe even ideally through a straw so it doesn't touch your teeth. Um, but, you know, a lot of times people will sip in it all day long and that lemon will also erode enamel. If I have lemon, my teeth are sensitive, like literally the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I drink vinegar water in the morning for my gut bi- microbiomes too. I use reusable straw. I, you know, try not to touch my teeth and I rinse out my mouth and I do it before brushing teeth. So I know nanohydrous appetite in Ojuk would protect my teeth. <laughs> now, another thing that you talk about is making the sort of everyday kind of whatever um, habits into rituals. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's really important when it comes to oral health and hygiene. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think that's where my Korean heritage comes in. When I was creating this product, I thought of like, what does oral care mean for our life? And it is actually the first thing you do and the last thing you do before you go to bed. So how can we leverage the little bits of time in the morning and in the evening to make our life a little bit uh, brighter? So we created this uh, campaign, like intention setting. So when you purchase from us, we send you an intention card that you can write what you want to be reminded every day in the morning and in the evening as a first act of self-care. So that's kind of what we are trying to do. That's how we are transforming you know, nobody thinks twice about brushing teeth. It's like very mechanical task, nothing exciting. You're like, okay, I'm brushing teeth, like, because you don't even like think about it. And if you can change that moment into a little more intentional daily, like self-care ritual, or even like mind-setting ritual, that is, um, that is what we are trying to encourage people to be more awake. You know, like think of like what you want to achieve for the day or you know, like currently on my um, intention card, I have like, don't be too harsh on yourself. I wrote, you are unconditionally loved. I use that as a daily reminder. And because you change out um, toothpaste or toothbrushes every month or two, um, I think it's also good like rotation to your intention setting. So that's kind of uh, why we use why, why we say, you know, reshaping your routines into rituals, you know, mundane tasks that is so mechanical and so functional into something cherished, something more sacred, something more enjoyable that makes you be more awake and uh, thinking is uh, one of our missions. Mm, I love that. And, you know, I think it's so good for all of us to be more mindful, right? From from any angle of perspective, I mean, especially if we're dealing with health issues because the health of our nervous system is going to dictate really our overall health. And, you know, I think the self-care could be so many different things, right? I mean, tension setting, I think is amazing mindset, right? Breathing, you know, sometimes I, I talk with a lot of um, clients and I always try to incorporate some type of mind body, you know, and a lot of times they'll say to me, well, I'm really busy. So I don't know if I have time to do meditation or the stuff, which I get, you know, I'm busy too, but then maybe it's, you know, an affirmation, right? Or some breathing. And sometimes I'll, I'll tell them, you know, do it when you brush your teeth or even like do it when you're going to the bathroom because you're doing these things anyway. So let's combine it with something positive. So then we don't have the excuse, oh, I'm too busy because you're doing these things anyway. And then you just make it into a more positive experience. Yeah. It's actually scientifically proven. Uh, neurological science says 
what you do first thing in the morning and the thoughts that you have during the time really affects your entire day. And it, you can think of the accumulation of your each day is month, year, your body chemistry changes based on what you have in mind in the morning and before you go to bed. So I think uh, it is really important for us to have a visual cues in the bathroom whenever you brush your teeth that you're supposed to brush for at least two minutes, right? <laughs> and that can be your daily meditation right there. That's great. I love combining things and making things more efficient, <laughs> but also healthier for you. I love that. Um, you and this has been so helpful. And thank you so much for all of the information here. So for those that want to connect with you or find out more, where can they find you? Uh, we are at www.ojukare.com, O-J-O-K-C-A-R-E.com. And we are also on Instagram. We have a you know, customer service. You often meet me on those lines. You're a very small business. And you're very active on social. I know that that's how we connected. Yeah. <laughs> we love to reach to more of your audience who might have underlying issue, health issues, who's been suffering without knowing uh, just health mysteries, like knowing what's really going on. And hopefully if our products can be anywhere helpful to your daily you know, routines into ritual, I think that's why I do this, you know, every day. For sure. Well, we'll post the link in the show notes as well and people can check it out. Um, and, you know, and I think just overall, just having that education, right? That yes, fluoride could be an issue, but we can't just do fluoride free and think that it's the same, right? So I think really for everyone, it's just, you know, whether you try this brand or you look at other brands, right? You want to look at the ingredients and see what's in it. And I think it was just so informative in finding out about the nanohydroxyapatite and exactly what it does, because I just don't think a lot of people know about it. I know that I didn't until probably about a year or so ago. So yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to staying connected and we'll chat soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. As you just heard, what we put in our mouth, even if we don't swallow it, has a huge effect on our health, both in our mouth and the rest of our body. Evelyn and I needed to address this issue from a whole body perspective. Because she was using conventional oral care products containing alcohol and other toxins for so long, we needed to support her microbiome as well as her liver. So first, we ran a GI MAP test, which is a very, very comprehensive gut test. And that showed a lot of dysbiosis, meaning that she had a lot more bad bacteria than good bacteria. Now, also, while a GI MAP test, which is a stool test, doesn't specifically look for SIBO, if you wanted to look at SIBO, you would need to do a breath test. However, we can see certain patterns in the stool test that can show us that SIBO is likely present. She didn't have a huge budget to do every test under the sun. So when we noticed the SIBO pattern, we wanted to address that. This way she didn't have to take a whole other test. And so what we did is we worked on a gut cleanse. We first started with something called Interface by Claire Labs. And Interface is an enzyme that helps to break up biofilms. And biofilms are basically structures that the bacteria form around themselves to protect them from your immune system. And it's almost like plaque on your teeth, but it's plaque inside the intestines. And 
it protects the bug. So it's very helpful if someone has dysbiosis or SIBO for a long time to first break up this biofilm so that then we can better get to the bugs. We did the interface for about a month and then we added something called FC Cytal and Dysbiocide by Biotics. Those are two of my favorite products for SIBO and we use those for six weeks. After that, we supplemented with high-dose probiotics. I use the Orthobiotic 100 from Orthomolecular Products and a postbiotic called Enterovite. I do talk about this quite a bit because it's one of my favorite products. And Enterovite is a short-chain fatty acid product. And what that does is it helps to heal the gut, but it also helps to diversify the microbiome. So it kind of helps those probiotics work better, and it helps to replenish what has been lost from both the cleanse and due to some of the other products that she was using with alcohol and other toxins that can offset the microbiome. Then we needed some TLC for her liver. And for that, we use something called KL support by Cellcorp. It's a nice gentle product that has some kidney and liver support. And we did that for about four weeks. Between the liver support and the gut support, it really, really helped her breath. Very often, the breath issue, while partly could be related to oral health, can also come from the gut. It doesn't always come from the actual mouth. So that made a huge difference for her. We then looked at her oral care products. She did use a natural toothpaste at this time, but it had a lot of herbs in it. And when I looked at the ingredients, it didn't actually have many ingredients that would help prevent decay and to really cleanse. There are so many natural products out there. And as much as many of them are good and clean in the sense that they don't have toxins or alcohol, we do really want to make sure that they actually work. And so I recommended that Evelyn try Ojuke because it's something that I've used with such good results and so many of my clients are using and liking. And so she did. And she noticed much less sensitivity and also better mineralization. And what's really cool is that on her next dental visit, there were no new cavities and interestingly, a lot less plaque too. So she was really thrilled. And of course, so was I. If Evelyn sounds like someone you know, can you please share this episode with them? And please be sure that you subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And if you're liking these episodes, I would so appreciate it if you could post a review on iTunes. I know it takes a few seconds, but if you could do that for me, that would help out so much because those reviews really help to get the show ranked higher so that more people get to see it and can see that there are answers. So please, please, whatever health issue you're dealing with, please do not give up. The answers are out there and there is hope. I'm Ina Toppler. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next time on Health Mystery Solved. All information, content, and material on this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider.